going to jump straight in this week, if that's all right. Um, obviously, we've been gone for the past couple of weeks uh, because, well, myself and Tom and, and Jake have all been very, very busy. I've been working up in Lincoln, uh, up north, and that's been super stressful trying to keep everything organized. Because like, before I went up, I had so much free time and I was like, yeah, let's start a production company. Let's do podcasts. Like every day I was like, oh, here's, a, here's a new podcast you can do. Here's another one. And I was like, of course I've got time to edit them. And then I start this job and I'm literally working like nine till like seven in the evening. And I have to find time to like leave. I have to take breaks so that I can go and record podcasts and I get home and I'm exhausted. And it just like, I just went from zero to a hundred so quickly. I just lost control of, it's it, it's like they would once have said, "Welcome to the real world." <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. So we've now got an extra week off, which I think has been really good because I was just knackered. Um, Tired boys. It's given me time to reorganise, and that's been great. But the the past couple weeks have been fucking nightmare. Have you not felt that in the gap, sort of the, this week that you've had off, yeah. that you've been wanting to do things like you felt like you should be doing things a little bit but i i think i probably i've spent probably close to 30 hours playing middle earth shadow of war uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that is so do you know what's easier than doing organization and admin is playing video games completely i completely and, relate to you yeah uh and like i get it i needed it and i i always feel really guilty playing video games because when I was younger, that's what I used to do to ignore my problems. But at the same time, this week, I purposefully took it off to take a break. And it was nice to have a break. But it did get to today. And I was like, nope, need to do productive things again. So I'm, I'm yeah, it's, it's, it's in terms of like actual being productive, I'm feeling really good. Um, but these past couple of weeks, I've been really, really disassociated. Um, so I don't, I don't think I've talked about it extensively uh on this podcast but i suffer quite badly from uh dissociation and it was just because i'd had a really full-on week and i mean i yeah i told you tom about the sleepwalking but uh mm. i i slept walked uh i was drinking with my brother and i went to bed and i woke up the next morning and i'd gone on just antics around the house waking people up and knocking shit over and just causing havoc and that's that's something which apparently is also triggered by stress and, and stuff like that um but i think since then i've been really really dissociated and it's something that i've kind of suffered with for like four or five years now i think and the the best way i can describe it to people is it's like feeling drunk you kind of you feel like you're not really there you, you're watching things happen but it's not you that's in control it's, it's a really surreal experience yeah, from um, my from my point of view, it's just like there was there was no one at home, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you were you're like you were saying everything, but it wasn't Elliot saying it. Yeah, which was weird. It wasn't it wasn't worrying because I know I don't like I know you've told me before what it is. So I was just yeah. Like, okay, Elliot, but. See, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen you like that, which is something. Yeah. What well, so? No, no, sorry. Yeah. It was just like seeing him drunk. Yeah, no, I, I imagine uh, maybe I have seen you like that before, and maybe because I, I would have never have known mm. that that is sort of how you are, that that, that had happened, which, yeah. Because I think a lot of the time I have it, I, I can still kind of function, and I just kind of come across like I'm tired and not really paying attention and kind of spaced out. 
but yeah, when it, when it gets really bad, I, I forget conversations. I, um, I, I black out, but it's not like I pass out. It's like my body's still doing things and I'm going places, but I'll forget what's happened. Um, it's, it's a really surreal thing. And it's, it's, it's difficult because for a long time I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and now I understand that it's kind of a, it's part of a fight or flight response basically. And your body kind of disassociates yourself from your, your, your mind dissociates from, from your body when, when you're kind of experiencing high anxiety or high stress. Um, so it's, and it's difficult cause there's not like a cure. There's not like a pill you can take. It's all about noticing your triggers and noticing what causes that anxiety to spike. And I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure we'll end up doing a specific episode on it at, at mm. some point, but yeah, that's, that's been quite bad. Are there coping mechanisms for it? So I've been talking to my therapist about it and essentially it is the coping mechanism. So it's because it's a way for your body to kind of minimize the pain that you're going through. Um, or the stress that you're going through, it kind of is the coping mechanism. But one thing that's been really helping is, uh, and I, I, it's a buzzword that I hate, but it's mindfulness. And I hate it because every time I go to the doctor with mental health stuff, they're always like, oh, have you tried mindfulness? Have you tried headspace? As though it's pure for <laughs> just all mental illness. But because by, yeah, because by its nature, dissociation is feeling separate from your body, doing breathing exercises where you kind of, uh, I, I lie in beds and I do like what I call a body check. So it's as I'm breathing, I feel individually, so I, I, I'll be lying down and then I'll focus on my toes and I'll move my toes and I'll focus on my feet and I'll move up my body and I'll kind of tense and relax. And then I feel that coming up my body and then I can kind of, I, I sort of tend to feel a little bit more present. Um, what happens if you're feeling like if you are dissociating and someone says to you, I recognize that you are dissociating. Yeah. What, what, what's your response to that? If, if someone like actively tells you that you're doing it and they're recognizing it. Um, it's yes. Yeah, uh, so Jenny, yeah, my, my girlfriend can notice it sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, she'll kind of be like, Oh, are you, are you okay? Are you kind of feeling out of it? Or sometimes when we're in social situations and everything's getting a bit much, you can kind of see that I've, sort of glazed over and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of spacing out um and that helps because it then it, it kind of validates it it kind of helps me to be like I'm not just I'm not just making this up like I, my people can tell um and then it, it kind of yeah it means that I can kind of remove myself from a situation and she's able to help me and um stuff like that but yeah I I, I don't know I, I know that acknowledging things always helps you address them no matter what it is in life um but the, the, the final thing I want to say is that I, um, I, I also started because I find it difficult to find time to, to meditate and do mindfulness because the, you know, the, the rational side of the, the kind of logical side of my brain is like, it's not productive. You're just sitting down doing nothing. What are you doing? You loser. You should be doing editing. Um, and so what I've done is I've started making, uh, have you guys heard of matcha tea? No. It's like Jap it it's Japanese powdered green tea. And it's like one of those superfoods or whatever. And it's supposed to be like <laughs> antioxidants and whatever. But the whole way you make it is like you've got to boil the kettle and then you've got to wait for the water to be the right temperature. And then you've got to um, sieve the powder so that it's not in clumps. And then you've got to whisk it all together uh, so that it makes this kind of tea. And then you drink it. And so I've been doing that without listening to anything, without watching anything, just focusing on making the tea. And it kind of takes like maybe five, 10 minutes. And it's, it's really nice because it, 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 it kind of, it, it means I can focus on my breathing and focus on, it's, it's sort of meditative. And I can trick that logical part of my, you can trick that 
part of my brain that's like, oh, it's not being productive, trick it into being like, oh, well, you're making yourself a cup of tea. That's productive. But so I've been kind of doing that and that's, it's really nice. It kind of, it gives me five, 10 minutes, you know, sort of in the morning to be present and, and wake up and it's got caffeine in it. So that helps. Um, it's really, it's really good. It's, it's got like, it's like non jittery caffeine. Um, and so you kind of okay. feel energized, but yeah, it's, um, that's been how I've been sort of meditating and trying to feel a bit more present and, and mindful and stuff like that, which has been helping. So that's me. How, how, how's your week been, Tom? I was, I was going to jump in anyway. I've been, I mean, you were picking up on meditation and mindfulness there. I know you hate the word mindfulness, but I'm going to use it anyway. Um, but I've been reading a lot. So I do, for the listeners who don't know, I study philosophy as a degree. And typically with philosophy, you study a lot about Western tradition, but I've been reading a lot about Eastern philosophy, like Buddhism, Taoism, uh, and Indian philosophy. Uh, from a book that my aunt and uncle whose house I'm at now uh, they got me for Christmas last year um, and with a lot of Taoistic tradition which is like maybe Chinese uh, and some Japanese philosophy um, a lot of their philosophies they don't transfer by oral tradition they don't transfer it through words they don't tell each other what they, the, their philosophies are or, or what their theories are that they think they have to think it for themselves and the way that they do that is just by feeling the world around them. And I thought I read this and I thought that sounds quite good for like a, a meditative therapy, not therapy, but like a, just a way to calm myself down. So what I've been, I've just been trying to, instead of when I, when I get worked up or if I get stressed over certain things, I don't think of why it's stressing me or I don't think of an answer. I just focus on how I'm feeling, where it is in my body and just what effect it's having on me as a, as a human instead of a person if that makes sense. Uh, that's really cool. Mm, yeah. That's, that's incredibly interesting. So I've just been kind of focusing, if, if I do get worked up, if I get stressed about something, I've been focusing on like the tension in my chest or usually I, I jitter my legs quite a lot if I'm getting worked up about something. So I just focus on like the muscles contracting in my legs or in my fingers. I crack my fingers a lot in my neck. Um, so I'll just think about the feeling of it instead of the reason why that's, co- that's causing that feeling. And it's it's been it's been it's nice it's i mean it's not a nice thing to feel but it it's a lot better than thinking about why is this happening what's happened behind what's happened in the past why is it causing that um and and what's the answer to it it it, it's saving myself a lot more stress than the stress i'm currently thinking you almost you redirect yourself then essentially yeah yeah i'm which which, from my understanding of what you've just said almost deletes the opportunity for there to be a spiral exactly yeah it's doing exactly that you kind of catch yourself at the tip of that spiral isn't it especially yeah. if if you've got like those like your jittering leg that's kind of a sig if that's a signifier for like you're about to spiral if you yeah. kind of focus on that jittering leg then i suppose it stops that train of thought which is going to keep you yeah going. exactly like the main thing i've been stressing about is my my family are, are moving house away into the country out of london which is where i where i usually live um so the main stresses for me are because I'm in my, I'm going into my final year of university. So, how am I going to get a job? How if I, because I want to work in London. Most of the jobs I have lined up and work experiences are all in London. So, how am I going to commute with two hour journey from London every day? Am I going to have to get a house or a flat or flat share with people in London as soon as I get out of university? So that's a lot of stress. And when when I get worked up over that, instead of thinking about that or the answers to that, I just focus on my legs or my chest or my neck. 
and it just like you said it just catches me at the top of a at the top of a spiral and saves me a lot more pain and and, and stress and, and mental anguish did that come from any specific line of eastern teaching eastern philosophy yeah so the Taoistic Taoism is the How'd you spell it d a i o s m it's a mainly i think it's mainly chinese philosophy but also used in japan as well if i remember correctly don't quote me on that but <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a test don't worry oh yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah it's Taoism. but a lot of eastern philosophies do um focus on ineffab- ineffability which is uh which is basically the sense that words aren't enough to convey what the world is what the world is and so when you spot so so say that you're say you feel yourself for spiraling and mm. you notice that your legs jittering do you do you try and how does it work do you try and stop your leg jittering or do you try and sort of focus on the feeling of feeling jittery or no i was going to say it's almost the opposite of that i like if i notice it then i'll i'll, I'll take a few breaths and i'll just literally keep jittering my legs or keep going with my legs or, or keep cracking my neck and I'll just focus on like if my legs, like, I'm doing it right now, to be honest, <laughs> but I'll, just, uh, I'll just focus on my calves and like the, like the pinpoint of where my muscles tensing and just focus on that. Cause muscle te- if you muscle tensing is almost a nice feeling. Mm. So out of all like, I can like the tension in your chest. If you focus on like the nice feeling that you have when you when your muscles tense in my calves, then if I just focus on that for like 10 minutes and just keep going with it and slow breathing and kind of, just focus my head onto my legs then yeah it, it kind of cancels it all out and then i so, come out of it feeling almost better yeah so as a as a so my final question then do you think it's kind of like a i don't want to say distraction because i feel like that's a loaded term because mm. it's not like you're trying to distract yourself from a problem but is it like because I, I assume it yeah is it, is it sort of like you're trying to distract yourself from what's causing yeah anxiety? i know what you mean yeah um not in the sense like, oh, I've got to, because I assume this isn't the way that you deal with an impending deadline, right? No, exactly. But it's sort like. of things which you know are bothering you, but you can't actively fix. I, I find that, that they often cause me the most anxiety because I can't solve anything to stop them. So I feel like distracting myself from that would be quite a good way of getting yeah. around like with the, with the example you gave, like if, it, if I have a deadline tomorrow, I'm not going to sit and jit in my legs for half an hour and wait for it to go away because it's not. <laughs> I, have to, I have to end up doing it. But I feel like, especially, I know this is, uh, this is a men's podcast, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say with young men, but I know it's probably a term that applies to everyone, mm. that we have these problems that we see ourselves in the future that, that we know we're going to sort out in the future. And we sort of like subconsciously, we know the answers to. Like, I know that, I can, I can, I will find people to flat share with, or I, I will save up enough money and and have jobs, or have money saved up from jobs to buy myself or rent myself a flat in London to com- to commute to and from work. But it's just the thought of doing all that work builds up a lot of stress. If that makes sense. With the example of the essay you used, I know if I know how I'm going to plan it out, I know what I'm going to write down, I know the structure I'm going to write down but it's just kind of the thought of doing it brings up a bit of stress and a bit of anxiety and it clenches my chest up. So just to calm myself down, almost just focusing on focusing on my legs or, or whatever, just bring brings that anxiety down and then I can get started on it. Hmm. That's really yeah. cool. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's 
Taoism then? I, I looked it up. So it's called, it's Taoism or Taoism um, translations. But yeah, if, if anyone listening wants to look it up, that's, that's what it is. It's uh, yeah. no, D- definitely worth a read. D-A-O-I-S-M or T-A-O-I-S-M. Um, yeah, that was really interesting. It sounds like a genuinely very interesting topic, but also as a coping mechanism, as you as you described it as, that's definitely something that I might look into myself. Mm. Um, because I know definitely I find myself spiraling quite often when it mm. comes to stress. Um, and something like that, which you've described is it stops the spiral before mm. it can happen. Yeah. Um is very would be very convenient mm. uh, for somebody like me <laughs> yeah and it, i'd say it works wonders just even and i see as a coping mechanism for stress it works wonders for life outside of stress like i can i've definitely seen improvement on my my focus and ah uh, what's what's the phrase for it uh attention span that's it my mm. attention span has definitely increased <laughs> <laughs> oh the irony that's an interesting time to say that wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> No, I can feel myself forming sentences better. I can feel myself being able to concentrate on things for a longer amount of time without having to look at my phone, which is a curse of lockdown, I feel. And just being able to find motivation to do stuff in general, yeah. just by focusing on myself. It's funny, actually, because it's, it's a similar thing to the, the um, matcha tea. Because it's, it's a, the matcha tea ceremony and stuff has co- comes out of um, Buddhism. And because when you make the tea, all you're supposed you're supposed to just focus on the tea and the smell and breathing and stuff like that. And I've, I, I mean, we talked about this like I think in our first podcast. But I am always listening to something. If I'm doing anything, I've, I'm listening to something because I need that white noise. But I found that since I've been doing sort of that meditation every day, I've been more content without stuff in my ears. Like I've been more content just doing things. Like if I'm cooking now. I'm, I'm happy to just cook without a podcast on, um, mm. which is a, a yeah, big change. And obviously it's not every time I cook, but once or twice this week I've cooked without needing a podcast, which is yeah. different. I feel like it's just bringing your, your headspace into, into one focal point instead of branching it off into separate places. And it's, it just, it can work for anything. Like my mum does it with like watering the flowers in the garden. She'll go out and she'll just, focus on watering plants the smell of it like you said with the tea and just doing that process and then she can come in and and be productive with her work one of the nicest one of the nicest feelings in the world is you're describing there is just not having anything to worry about just having one sole focus and it's the thing that you are doing there and then in the moment and i feel like that is something that we are losing rapidly in the human experience because life is getting so much faster yeah. so much faster pace with jobs with work with pandemics yeah um, <laughs> although to be fair i feel as though this has probably allowed a lot of people to slow down um with lockdown and everything but, the, but in the grand scheme of things when everything does gradually restart and get back to normal as it is um we, we are still losing that element of of humanity um and it shouldn't be lost because it is such a special fe- it sh- should it be a special feeling almost because i feel like it's only only really now a special feeling because we have got to the point where it's so rare yeah but i mean i i think that it's interesting because at the start of this lockdown i had the mentality of being like hey this will finally give me a chance to slow down but it's not because i've i've still kept the same mentality that i had before lockdown i've just kind of found new things to fill my time with but I think it is through taking that time to be like hey I'm just making tea now Mm -hmm. taking that time 
it's kind of let me appreciate that soul focus mentality again, where you can kind of just let everything else go. And I'll find like, I'll, I'll finish drinking the tea and I'll be sat there and I'll be like, Oh, I just want to sit here quietly for a little bit longer. Cause I'm really enjoying this. Cause I think the first time I did it, I finished and I was like, cool, that's done. Let's wash up. Let's go. But like, you know, by now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not really doing it for the tea anymore. Like I just, I'm enjoying the silence and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, a very, it's a slow process, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I would say it's a very spiritualistic process and you really do like connect with your soul. Yeah. I sound like Russell Brand here, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, it's, it's not something I, it, it does take time to get into. Like the first time I read this and the first time I tried it, I definitely felt myself saying, I can feel this in my chest. Why is this happening? Even though I was trying to focus on the things, I'd still my brain would still wander off to to, to answers and solutions and, and and causes. But keeping keeping with it and keeping trying it and just doing it whenever, even for like the smallest feelings, really it, it really like fine tunes your head for me. I don't want to sound like a preacher or anything, but <laughs> well, the podcast got really weirdly spiritualistic. Yeah, really. I'm enjoying this, but it's yeah, different. definitely different direction um so go on then thank you thank you thank you for that tom Uh, yeah that's 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 my week we'll hand it over to jake how uh how's your week been jake uh well i mean i guess the past two weeks weeks, (laughs) we've been away for that long um so i guess a couple of positives i um i ended up speaking to my girlfriend about all of the uh negative mental health implications that um my job brought about when uh, I was obviously working on um, various mental health programs um, and some of the stories that I heard obviously remained in my head. Um, and yeah, I had a discussion with my girlfriend and, and, and that's led to, to th- further discussions. So um, good. I, I know something, sort of... something good came out of, uh, of Elliot banging on in my ear about <laughs> doing it. Um, I, I, I didn't want that round of applause to sound sarcastic. That was genuine. I, I, no, I know. I'm I know. really pleased that you, you did if anything yeah it, it yeah it was it was it was a good chat and um you know we've had brief discussions about it afterwards and and also i've um i'm now i spoke to um my gp and i'm i need to go in to have a couple of things done anyway uh, regarding um i guess some of you might know others might not i'm i'm also training to be an officer in the army um reserve um and i need a couple of medical tests done just to clarify certain things um at the same time when they notify me that i can actually go in to do those things i'm going to have a really long chat about my mental health and see if i can get on the uh on the i guess the waiting list for a uh, therapist which is something that i as as elliot has banged on in my ear again is possibly long overdue um but i guess following on from that um i've not really been thinking anything negatively other than the job search that i am currently on which is in this environment and i'm sure many of our many of you can relate is uh it's incredibly difficult to find a job um there are uh, obviously job losses happening across the board you see boots 4000 jobs going marks and spencers 1500 jobs or sorry john lewis rather 1500 jobs going and multiple stores shutting and that's just in retail for goodness sake um you saw earlier in the mm. industry that i want to work in and currently am freelancing in media um the bbc have cut just under 500 jobs from their local um broadcasting radio and and tv um operations so 
for, for something that I want to do and going into this industry and trying to make a name for myself in this industry, it's becoming even more difficult to get a job than it was beforehand. And it's already quite a small industry. Uh, so here I am uh, sending as many emails off as I can. Um, there seems to be very few actual applications going out at the moment or, or sorry, um, adverts going out for jobs. So um, because people just inevitably are trying to save costs and they don't need to employ more people. They're trying to, um, you know, internalize and, and give people who are, who are working more, more roles while cutting others off. Um, so yeah, I'm searching for jobs and the anxiety to bring it back to mental health of all of that is quite extreme because I move out of Southampton. Um, well, I might stay, uh, that is an option, but I move out of Southampton ideally at the end of August and I need a job because I want to go and live in London and, and sort of continue my life in that direction. That's where I want to end up. That's where, where I want to work. But without a job, that's not really a possibility. So we've got less than two months to find a job if I want to do that. And I don't want to stall as I feel like, you know, perhaps some people would say I have stalled a little bit in, in, trying to to get into the industry that I, I am now in freelancing in um and so yeah the anxiety that is being brought out by that and the sort of the the the, the time deadline um that exists there is it's quite i guess it's at the forefront of my mind and very much so um, i'm not thinking about anything else yeah so it, it's very much dominating my life at the moment would be the correct term to use so after that really long monologue yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what do you guys think <laughs> you're doing the most you can do though like just like yeah. sending out applications looking actively for jobs <laughs> and there's not really much more you can do apart from that so like i mean fair enough good on you for actively looking like it, it's hard to find the motivation i mean even for me just to get started on my own creative projects it, it's hard but so to actually look for a job fair enough for getting out there and, and looking for things I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure something will come out of the blue soon enough. <laughs> it's, it, it is one of those things where, yeah, um, I always used to tell myself, I used to hate job searching because I, you always, and I guess some of you could relate to this as well, perhaps. I always, in my head, have that, that nagging voice that goes, you're not good enough. You're not qualified enough. You're not, you don't have the skill set. You know, you're going to get there and if they give it to you, you're going to be a fraud. Um, and, and I've always got that in mind. It's, it's less so nowadays because I know I'm good at things and I've developed skills in areas that I, I am quite good at, but perhaps previously more so it was, yeah, it was just, you have nothing behind you. You've just come out of school. There's nothing there. Nowadays it's still there. It's just not as, as loud, but it, that's still playing into the anxiety of it all. And I think, I think also what's, you know, it does, it sounds like you're doing everything right, but I think that doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you're like, I am here, do it. And you always hear like, ah, oh, you know, like you'll, you'll succeed as long as you've got the drive and the grind and you do it, man, you can get the passion. But like you do, like you're doing it, you're doing everything right. You're sending the emails, you're putting the portfolios, you're do, you've, you know, you've got experience in the industry at, at, at a national station and you're still there, like hitting that roadblock. I would say it has only been a couple of weeks that you've been looking mm. and we are in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't, you know, again, 
that doesn't help ease that anxiety. No, um, it doesn't. Which is, I mean, th- this is it. When you when you add everything together, mm. I have I, again for those of you who haven't listened to a, an episode before, I work in radio, national radio, um, at a national radio station, and and again, radio is a small industry. It's not most people know everybody if you know if you're high enough up in radio you know you know everybody because it's such a small industry when it when it happens to be there's a pandemic happening uh, and and jobs are being cut from that from an already small industry and you're trying to get into that industry then it it, it is equally even more difficult as you described but the irony here is is that uh, and if you've been listening to previous episodes you'll know i had opportunities as a result of the pandemic i essentially had three months of a full-time job out of this pandemic and I was incredibly fortunate to to achieve that I was working every every day well Monday to um, Saturday working uh, on radio um, on national radio and it was it was fantastic Um, and then obviously that had to come to an end because it was just unfeasible to have um, as many people as they did have working um, especially in this economic climate Um, and I'm very fortunate to have been kept on as well. It's just <laughs> take every opportunity. I've been giving, I've been getting the odd shift here and there on top of what I already have, which is great. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to everything to cover everything. Um, it's just outside of that. Okay. That's, that's my job that I want to do and I'm getting there, but I need something that actually pays the bills. Um, and I'm laughing now. I'll probably be crying later because, yeah, it, it's like you say, there's not much else you can do. Um, and given the pandemic is, is now, I mean, I guess I was blind, blinded by the light of, oh, I've benefited from this somehow. Um, and didn't think that perhaps there might be negatives in it, even though everybody has been affected by this negatively in some way, shape or form. Um, and I really do, uh, I really do empathize with those people that are losing their jobs or have lost their jobs or have been on furlough all of this time and now have, you know, they've been told we can't keep you on. Um, and they're going to have to go through this exact same process because people need to earn money. Um, and just think about them, just across the board, you know, we had an unemployment rate in this country of, of something below 4%, I believe. Um which is, you know, the lowest number ever in, in peacetime or whatever. Um, all of these people that are now going to lose their jobs are going to be affected mentally in some capacity, surely. So this is not just an issue for me and in, in my job search. This is an issue for so many other people, including perhaps some of you listening um, across the board. And that is, that's horrible to think of. No, absolutely. And to feel like it's so out of your control is you know there's almost like an impotent rage to it right where you're like i did everything i was told and i'm still being shafted you know you guys in a way are lucky because you've got another year of university left so you have yeah. you have a, i mean who knows where where the you know the economic environment will be in, in a year's time whether this will be a you know relatively quick recovery um or not mm. um as some economic economists are forecasting and others are very much not um so you know this could be a problem that that happens and lasts for a considerable amount of time affects you guys quite considerably as well um and that's that's a very scary thought isn't it it's yeah it's just like like elliot was saying we do you're doing everything you can it has only been a few weeks um since 
uh, well, since you've been looking, like you said, and it's just keeping at it. And I know it's, I know it sounds like the the typical advice that everyone gives everyone. It's just keeping at it and and keeping on looking and applying for everything. But you're already doing that, and you know, no doubt, someone's going to whip up head of news, Jake Willis, anytime soon. <laughs> Once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, again, it's it's one of those things where. <sighs> Until something comes of it, until you get interviews, until you get emails back, the anxiety is going to remain. Um, yeah. And and unfortunately, there's nothing else you can do about that, especially with the time pressure to it, that mm. you're moving out, or I'm moving out rather, at, at the end of um, of August, which again is less than, less than two mm. months now away. And I don't want to move home. Um, yeah. I'm fortunate in the, in the sense that because of the opportunities that I got during, pan, during the, the lockdown, um, I have savings, so I am I'm able to remain away from home. If I didn't have those savings mm. um, and I had to go back home, which is you know an isolated area, um, granted with my family, but still isolated and away from all of my friends and 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 grand, you know, to be quite frank, as <laughs> the best opportunities, I would be I would be in such a worse state than perhaps I currently am. Mm. Um, and that would be like the end of the world scenario to me. But yeah. again, I'm, I'm in, it's, it's the irony of this pandemic has given me something, but it's also taken something away and made it so much harder to achieve the thing that I want to achieve in getting a job. Mm. Um, yeah, but but I suppose. We'll think, exactly. It's just waiting and seeing, but also taking comfort in the fact that uh, we all, we're all in the same boat and that and we all have, and every, everyone's, having to see i know it's it's not it's not me saying sit up shut up but it's (laughs) saying um you know every every it's all in the same boat like it's it's probably it's it's as the government keeps saying it's unprecedented and there's nothing we can really do and some sometimes that gives me comfort some it it's almost like an excuse to (laughs) to take away my worries but i mean my my final my final point would be that the, this government better, and I mean this, better throw as much funding into NHS mental health services as possible as a result of this. Yeah. Because it's going to be so needed. Well, on that very, very poignant note, um, I've been Elliot. I've been Jake. And I've been Tom. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you guys for joining me again. And hopefully I will see all of you next week. Thanks for listening. Please remember that none of us are professionals and if you do need help, please seek professional advice from either your local GP or any of the established charities that I'll leave in the description. If you want to see what else we're up to, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Jesting Dog Productions.